What's up? This is Brandon London, and you're listening to the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. You hear that? The Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. Let's go, Giants. Evening or welcome back, Giants fans, to the latest edition of the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast in association with Andy's Man Club. Lads, it's okay to talk. This time we are 100% British, but absolutely still 100% Giants. I'm back after my week off, but Kev's recovering from his weekend in Dublin watching the Notre Dame game. Uh, so I'm joined by Shane and producer Craig to round out the preseason by looking back at the first of two MetLife Bowls this year. And also a run through the Giants' 53-man roster after final cuts were completed yesterday with a couple of surprises potentially thrown in for good measure at the end. That's how we do. Yeah, not too bad. Um, obviously, pre-season's out of the way now, so we just need to get this kind of nothing weekend out of the way and then like the real business starts. It does kind of feel like a nothing weekend, doesn't it? It's almost like we got that little... Like it's starter and the the main course hasn't quite been delivered as of yet, um, and you kind of sat there. It's uh, it's going to be a boring weekend. Let's put it that way, because um, I don't even think there's any football on, or there might be a few games on, but not our kind of football anyway. But um, yeah, looking forward to the season starting the week after. Yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining because I'm working all weekend, so I'm glad there's nothing going on this weekend. But yes, it's just roll on next Sunday. That's all we're looking forward to. Um, can't believe it's only a week away, can you? It, it, it's kind of mental how, how quick how quick it has kind of come round. There, you look back on it, like you think back to when we traded for Darren Waller, and then we think back to the draft and that draft reaction night when we took Banks. And look, in a way, it's gone quite quick, but at the same time, it seems like it was forever ago now. Yeah, I mean, that's what six months. Six months down the line since the end of the season. And lo and behold, like I said, next Sunday, it's week one of the regular season. So looking forward to that big time. And with uh, yesterday being the deadline for roster cuts, there's a lot to get through. So in order to get through everything, we're going to quickly go over the uh, Jets game before we talk about roster and also depth charts as well. Uh, so our final Jet preseason game on Saturday saw that Aaron Rodgers' new led New York Jets secure victory over the Giants, running out 32-24 winners in what was a disappointing loss for Big Blue but and saw a number of injuries on both offence and defence. Uh, the game was lost when Big Blue gave up two Tim Boyle to Alex Erickson touchdowns. Who are those two? Uh, in the fourth quarter, giving Gan Green a 32-16 lead with less than three minutes to play. Uh, Producer Craig, what went well for us? Not a lot. Um, <laughs> no, there, 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 there were some good moments, there were. Um, veteran David Sills, the pre-season prince, as I think he's now being called, um, had a slow start to the game, but finished with six receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown on nine targets. So not a bad outing from him. Uh, Jalen Hyatt may have only had seven snaps, but he did have one moment that gave us a glimpse of what um, could be to come this season, especially as we face the Jets once more. 
Um, it didn't show on the sh stat sheet, but Hyatt was able to give the reigning defensive rookie of the year, Source Gardner, a little stutter step to create several yards of separation, um, if only Tyrod was able to hit him. Uh, Carter Coughlin has had a very, very good preseason, turned up in all three games. Um, and during the game against the Jets, it felt like there were multiple of him on the field. He just seemed to be everywhere. Um, and to round it out, I mean, Graham Gano is quite good, isn't he? He's pretty good. It's nice to have an elite kicker. <laughs> Mr. Consistent, mate. It would be your fantasy leagues. Um, so... I'm going to chime in there with the bad. Am I getting shafted here? I've had the bad for two weeks in a row. I'm going to be like, no, it's Shane going forward as if I wore already. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> um, a player we'll probably be talking about in a little while, um, Amani Oruorie. Uh, he had six times and allowed five catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. He was also flagged for a pass interference as well. And then we had Tyrod Taylor, who had a bit of a down day in limited snaps against the Jets' first team defence. He went two of four for only two yards, also under through Hyatt. Um, and then for the third time, we're also mentioning Matt Pert and not for the good reasons. He gave up two sacks, missed a block on a run play and committed two penalties. Yeah, so fair play to you, Shane, for uh, getting a Oruwariye's name in there. First time without stuttering. Love that. Um and, you know, it just ended up with him being cut by the team because he had a pretty poor showing. And Matt Pert had a shocker, but somehow managed to be our, our swing tackle going into 2023. So someone must have seen something good. Spoilers, um, Dan. I mean, come on, man. Spoilers. Come on. <laughs> come on. Like, Matt Pert, go away already. God damn it. Um, all right, then. What the Feagles? So, what the Feagles? So there are two this week. The first one isn't really sort of a funny moment or mess up, but more of a collective annoyance uh, about how through most of the preseason um, we've gone without any injuries or any substantial injuries. And then multiple players who had the opportunity to not only broadcast themselves to the team, uh, but to the rest of the league as well, left, Friday's, uh, left Saturday's game of injury. Uh, Zion Gilbert, safety Bob McCain, wide receiver Bryce Ford, Wheaton, tight end Chris Myrick, offensive line Wyatt Davis, safety Javarius Owens and cornerback Gamon Green as well were all lost to injuries of various different types um, with Bryce Ford Wheaton not having a great injury to be fair we'll probably come with that shortly um, overall it's another MetLife Bowl loss for the Giants but who's your player of the preseason Craig I mean I mentioned Carter Coughlin uh, probably a player very low down on the roster bubble uh, when when it be, you know when preseason began and somehow has, has kind of really come into his own, both at linebacker um, and also on special teams. You know, he's been a, a special teams kind of mainstay for the last few seasons, but it's nice to see him actually showing a bit of promise at linebacker. So, um, surprisingly, I'm actually going to go for, for Coughlin. Carl Coughlin, nice. What about you, Shane? Yeah, I think, for me, I mean, I, I, are we allowed to cover spoilers at the minute? Are we just throwing things out there or? <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, I think for me, it's probably a player who's a little bit harsh to find himself on the on the chopping block. And that's probably just Sean Corbyn, the running back. Um, you know, let's face facts, he's probably only not on the roster just because he doesn't offer anything on special teams. 
Um, and he probably just doesn't offer enough as a essentially what would have been a fourth running back behind Barkley, Brader and Gray. Um, you know, he has been picked up since he got cut by the Carolina Panthers. So he obviously stood out to them in one of the, the preseason games that we had against the Panthers. Um, so, yeah, probably got good for him, to be honest. Nice. I think mine, um, the fact that nobody expected anything from him, uh, he was my player of the game in week one, uh, Tommy DeVito. I think he had a really, really good showing. Um, he put himself out there on the sort of on the market, the QB market. Obviously, nobody's picked him up. Another spoiler alert there for you. Nobody picks him up, but you know he he was in contention really. I think throughout the whole of the preseason to potentially be the backup going into twenty twenty three. I think uh, you know Tara Taylor didn't have a great showing throughout the preseason. I think Tommy DeVito had a really, really good um, camp and also three preseason games as well. So. For me, I think he uh, he came out he came across pretty pretty good, um, and not bad for an undrafted free agent rookie. So, yeah, Tommy DeVito for me. So uh, we've had a few comments in the in the comment section at the moment. So two giant goofballs uh, saying, "Hey, what's up, everybody?" And they're also saying, "You know, sad because we got to Corbin today and he outplayed Gray." Shane, would you would you agree with that assessment? He outplayed Gray. Yeah, I think I think it's it, it's not just like the A played him, but he offered a little bit more as well. So, like you know, one of um, Eric Gray's weak points is he's not great in pass blocking. Whereas um, I just had a quick look and Corbin put up um, positive PFF grades in two of the three games. I think it was a seventy-seven and an eighty for his pass blocking on PFF. Um, so you know, he's just a good all rounder. Like so I think it just purely comes down to the fact that. Number one, a bit more draft capital he's put on Gray. Number two, that he's going to be on on special teams. Yep. And uh, one last shout out to uh, my brother-in-law, Ollie, who has put, yeah, only girly football on at the moment, which I think um, explains his his thoughts behind English football <laughs> um, to a T. Girly, girly football, like that. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's, he's, he's not wrong, let's face it. No. Speaking of girly um, football... <laughs> Yeah. Our second on the NFL side. <laughs> our, our second what the figures moment. Do you want the video again? Oh, I thought you were going are to write that, the video. Are you, that, are you that needy? You need the video again. Right. What the figures? Let's do it. Why not? Yes. Absolutely, I need that video. What the figures indeed. And second what the figures moment belongs to Aaron Rodgers. Um a preview of this week's Hard Knocks revealed an altercation between him and Jihad Ward uh, after a completion to Miko Hardman. If any of you have, if you have any of you haven't seen it, it's a it's an absolute joke of a hit. But he barely, Jihad Ward barely bumps into him, um, and Rogers flips out and told Hadi, "That's bullshit, bro. Show some respect, you know." And then he says, oh, "I've never heard of you," and it's almost like, "All right, mate." You little prima donna, <laughs> fucking hell, Jesus Christ! Just, just because you're Aaron Rodgers, fucking hell. Uh, then I thought it was quite funny when Jihad War responded, "I don't know who you are." <laughs> Love it, but then, then, and then Rodgers is then bitching on the sideline and, and ripping him on the sideline, saying he's he's giving him an uncomebackable line to say, "Who like I've never heard of you." It's like, well, week eight, Giants versus Jets. Will Aaron Rodgers know? Who had he is when the gloves are off during the during the regular season? 
it, it was I a bit of a poor, it was a bit of a poor comeback by Ward. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it was. He could have come back with something better yeah, than that, but yeah. I mean, even if he did just come out with some ex- expletive or something like that, like just. You know, like like said, some oh, look people won't like things like this. This is the kind of banter I have. Like, I'd have just gone to Rogers, your mum. Like, <laughs> yes. Rather than just copy yes. what the guys just said to me exactly, just come up with something different yeah. yourself. It's a little bit like unoriginal as well. Like for him to literally just copy him, I was like, come on, jihad man. For someone who's like, you know, as the kind of banter that he does and the the, the pranks he's always playing, that's the best that you could do. Like, I, I, but even afterwards, he's thinking to himself, oh, that was such a stupid thing to say back. I could have said something so better. Couldn't have sleep that night, could he? Running nah. through his head. He was, play, he was playing comeback tennis with himself. <laughs> and you know, he's going, to be, he's going to be coming up with a load of comebacks that week eight matchup. He's oh, going yeah. to have a full list. See, see I, um... The trash talk game in week eight is going to be big. I've watched the video a few times, and it's it's childish, isn't it? But the hilarious thing to me is the fact that um, Ward had two quarterback hits on Rodgers when we played uh, the Packers in London. So it's not like he doesn't know who he is, because there's a there's literally a video of him smashing him. So um, you know, pretty poor. From he was, he was too di- it, yeah, he was too distracted by sexy Dexter, wasn't he? Yeah, he knows true. who ninety seven is. That's for sure. Was anyway, it, um, what was it? Dex in the city. Dex, Dex in the, the city. city, mate. Yeah, <laughs> Dex in the city. Love that. That made me. That made me almost cry with laughter. I thought it was brilliant. This goes to show his sense of humour is just amazing. I love that man like, even more. Uh, moving on and following the Jets game, uh, the, ro- the focus turned to finalising the roster, and we're all us making have made our obviously made our own predictions of the final fifty-three. Um, Producer Craig, start us off with who was cut from the team. Yeah, so um, before we get into those retained players and the trades that were made, here is um, kind of the the complete list of cuts between the three of us. But um, the following players were waived slash injured. So uh, if these players aren't claimed, they will then revert to the Giants' IR list, meaning that they either stay on injured reserve or the Giants would have reached uh, an injury settlement with them. So that was offensive lineman Jack Anderson, guard White Davis, and quarterback Zion Gilbert. Um, and speaking of injury reserve, wide receiver um, Bryce Ford Wheaton and tight end Chris Mayarek will be on IR for the entire season. Uh, Ford Wheaton tore his ACL during the first half of the Jets game. That uh, horrible, horrible ACL curse seems to just roll on with season to season with the Giants. And uh, Miarek uh, suffered a broken bone in his hand in the second half, and that's going to rule him out for the season. Um, and it must have been a pretty bad broken hand because for a whole season, that's, that's a lot. Um, we did also leave uh, cornerback Aaron Robinson on the pup or physically unable to perform list as he continues his recovery from a torn ACL. Yeah, I thought I thought that the uh, injury to Marek must have been pretty bad. If he's broken a bone in his hand and he's out for the, he's done for the year, but bloody hell, mm. what's he done? But, I mean, could could have could have yeah. JPP clubbed it up, couldn't he? I mean, yeah, I mean, he didn't have a firework in his hand or anything. So, mm. um, anyway, as a question for you guys, so uh, Ford Wheaton looked like he'd be close to getting on the fifty-three especially with a special teams play. Shane, you had him making your roster, spoiler alert for later. Um, how gutting is it to lose a promising talent like this? 
Um, I feel more good for him more than for us. Because um, obviously, you know, he, he would have only been offering things on special teams. He's looking like a potentially good gunner as well. Um, and then he'd have been relying on, you know, maybe a few more injuries to potentially getting some time on the field as a wide receiver. Um, so, you know, from a Giants perspective, it, it, it's disappointing. But from his point of view, you know, he's really good. He was he was undrafted when a lot of people thought he would be drafted. He was given a decent amount of money by the Giants to sign with us as well. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen with previous players, um, Blake Martinez and a player we'll probably talk about in a little while, Um ACLs aren't easy to come back from. Uh, you look at Saquon; it took him oh, a year after he after he come back for him to actually get into him, himself. So, you know, we, I mean, we might never actually get to see the best of Bryce Ford Wheaton now in the league, unfortunately. And, and I feel really sorry for him. Um, but you know, it, it's good when it, whenever you see any player get that injury, let alone a young player who was an undrafted rookie. Yeah, man, I was, I was going to say, I think for someone who is an undrafted rookie, you know, probably with a bit of a chip on his shoulder, wanting to prove a point, I think without that injury, he probably makes it to the 53. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be on the sort on the fence there, whether he's going to make it or not, I don't know. But I thought he looked half decent during the preseason. Um, so I was gutted for him. Uh, like Shane said, I'm more gutted for him than for the team. I think, you know, for someone so young, Coming into the league, not not being drafted, it's a shame, really, because like like again, like Shane rightly said, he might never fully properly recover from this. Um, chances are, you know, he will, but it's going to be a long road to recovery. So, you know, we wish him well, and and hopefully we see him back in blue at some point in the near future. Uh, the list of players we had uh, who were waived, uh, so these are subject to waiver wire claims, and if they're not claimed, uh, they become free agents. So obviously, waiver wire, there's been a lot going with it today, and we'll go through that shortly. But uh, there was three sort of that really stood out on this list. Uh, 2022 sixth round pick, uh, linebacker Darian Beavers, another linebacker in Simone Fox, and also um, offensive lineman Tyree Phillips were the sort of three standouts on that list. They're not no, not so surprising ones. Tommy DeVito, um, James Robinson, Jay Sean Corbin was on there, which was a bit of a surprise as well. Uh, wide receivers Khalil Pimpleton and Colin Johnson, tight end Ryan Jones, defensive ends Ryder Anderson and Kobe Smith, defensive lineman Kevin Atkinson and Donovan Jeter, linebackers Ray Wilborn, Dante Johnson and Habakkuk Baldonado, safety Alex Cook, cornerbacks Gamon Green and Darren Evans, and finally long snapper Cam Lyons. Obviously, there is still a lot in flux at the moment. Uh, we're going to go through the practice squad shortly. And they can be back on the practice squad, but we all had Beavers, Fox and Phillips making the 53. So which one being waived is the most surprising to you, Craig? Um, it's difficult. I have to kind of go with... I'm going to steal Shane's thunder from earlier and go with uh, my boy from FSU, uh, Deshaun Corbin. Um, I know that this would not go down well with the uh, two of you, but I honestly thought that Gary Brightwell's time was done, and that he wouldn't he wouldn't be making the the team. Um, I know he's a big contributor on special teams, but I th I just feel like if they were if they were eyeing him up as potentially having more snaps than Breeder, then it would have already happened by now. And also he was injured. 
And I thought that the injury would be kind of his downfall on that sense. So I thought Corbyn being the healthy back would be the person who came in. So yeah, I've got I've got to say that was kind of a bit a, a bit annoying, but it is what it is. So neither but no, neither be, no, neither Beavers, Fox, or Phillips were more surprising to you, you know. No, no, no. Fair enough. No, it was it was it was him. Nice. To be fair, I think they were both very close. Brightwell mm. or Corbin, I think I was. It was a tough decision between the two. Shane, what about you? Which one was most surprising for you? For me, I've got to go for uh, Darian Beavers. Um, again, I know he come from. I know he had ACL injury last year, um, but you know the, this is a player who uh, last year in pre-season, <clears throat> excuse me, was wearing the green dot. They had high hopes for him. Yeah, you know, you kind of expected him to kind of take a little while to get up to speed and that, but for him to be caught, I genuinely didn't see it. And like, let's face it, it literally comes down to two two things. Number one, the spoiler alert, trade acquisition of Isaiah Simmons last week. And number two, another spoiler alert, the fact that Cam Brown can play special teams. And I think what it shows is just how much this this, this front office probably went and the coaching staff um value special teams play you know Corbin cooks he doesn't offer it Beavers cooks he doesn't offer it um and you know Bryce Ford Wheaton might have potentially made it because of special teams so you know it just shows that the the, the, the coaching staff value that special teams ability just just being able to play the position isn't enough for these players on the bubble yeah I mean it's it's got to be Beavers for me as well. The fact that he was so highly thought of last year, like you said, he had the green, you know, potentially had the green dot going into the season, and then just picked up that injury that would that end that ended the season before it even started. So, I think for me, Beavers was uh, was the the biggest surprise out of the lot. I think Timon Fox a little bit, but Tyree Phillips a little bit, and I, I was I was surprised Jay Sean Corbin got cut. To be fair. Um, I mean, now I understand the question, and I'm not distracted, <laughs> and I realise it was between three players and not Corbin. Um, I, I would probably have said because I mean Beavers, we've spoken about in at length, but I probably would have said Phillips. And the only reason being is that our O line sort of depth is so poor. Uh, but he didn't play during the preseason and was injured for the majority of it, so. There you go. If you want yeah. one of those three and not a fourth one just because I feel like it and can't pay attention properly, uh, it's Phillips, Dan. Phillips. Thanks for that, producer Craig. Sorry we uh, <laughs> distracted producing. We had a bit of distraction producing. It's fine. We'll let you off. We'll let you off. All right, Shane, um, talk us through the, the rest of the cuts. Yes, so um, lastly on the cut side of things, we've got a list of players that are veterans. These are players that have had more than four years in the league. Um, so as a result, they can be cut and negotiate with teams straight away. They're not subject to the waiver wire. So these players that we re-signed, no pressure to try and hit it again. Amani O'Rourie, Cole Beasley, David Sills, Sean Harlow, O'Shane Zimenez, Jameson Crowder, Jaden Mickens, Brandon Bryant, Julian Davenport, Corey Cunningham and finally Tashawn Bewa. Um, so probably the big names there that stand out the most people is Zimenez, Aurorie and Crowder. Are there any surprises amongst that list there, Dan? No, not for me. Um, 
I think X has been on the bubble for the last couple of years, and he's he's proven that a he's not good enough, and b there's better players we got on the team now. So yeah, for me, there's uh, there's not real any any big surprises there. No, I think it's I think it's mainly just a list of names of players that we kind of expected to be on the bubble or you know camp bodies. So yeah, there's not really anybody. I would say who's a surprise. I mean, I say that. I mean, I did. I did pick Arawari in my fifty-three. Hmm. Uh, there we go. So, if any of them, he's probably the the the, the tiniest little bit of a surprise. But I'll do. so, um, with cuts done, I guess we move on to the practice squad and our unofficial depth charts, as we've kind of quickly put together. So, featuring the that's featuring obviously the players that are here at the moment. Bear in mind, that's all, as Dan's already said, it's all in flux. So names will likely drop or be added in the next week or so before week one against Dallas. Um, for the practice squad, the Giants have re-signed Tyree Phillips, Ryder Anderson, Alex Cook, Tamon Fox, O'Shane Zimenez, Cole Beasley, Deontay Johnson, Amani, Aruare. I don't know. I'm not as good as Shane as Ryan Jones, Darian Vivas, Gamon Green and Tommy DeVito. Uh, they've also added a couple of players who weren't um, on the Giants waiver list. They were waived by other teams. So that's wide receiver Dennis Houston, who ironically comes from Dallas. And um, the tight end Tyree Jackson from Philadelphia. Uh, that means there are still two spaces left on the practice squad that have not been filled. So let's start with our um, depth, our projected depth charts. Uh, starting with offense, uh, what group, either good or bad, stands out to you amongst this kind of grouping here, Shane? Um, I probably, I hate, I hate it. I do. Probably gonna have to go for all line. <laughs> Shane. <laughs> Did yeah, you was, say, no, I bloody hate, bloody hate talking about O-line and you go and pick the O-line. There was a comment earlier, it's going to cover up a little bit of this, but um, Keith Falconer should probably Shane's namesake, Lemieux, not cut. <laughs> Keith, yeah. I was very surprised he wasn't cut as well. He didn't make my 53, spoiler alert, but I was very surprised he wasn't cut. Um, but yeah, I've got to go for O-line and, and it's not for a good reason, which won't come as a surprise to anyone. But it's that depth at the tackle position that's a little bit of a concern. Obviously, I mean, if if Andrew if Andrew Thomas or whatever, Neil, get down at any point during the season, you, you have got legitimate concerns as to, you know, the state of the O-line going forward and, and how that could maybe impact, you know, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley and what our overall record could end up being. Um, it just doesn't fill you with any confidence at all. Yep. Uh, Dan? Nice. No, sorry, I was on mute. Um, That's right. Good or bad? I mean, I'm going to choose a, uh, a a unit that is good. And I can't help but look at that group of players and think what an upgrade we've had in the last couple of years as where we were sort of two, three years ago. And that's the wide receivers. Um, you know, we've, we've added Paris Campbell. We've added... Jalen Hyatt this offseason. Um, Isaiah Hodgins came in sort of last year out of nowhere. Um, Darius Slayton is doing what Darius Slayton does. Granted, he's had his critics, but he's proven those critics wrong time after time. Wondell Robinson, 
again, like, you know, a, a young, extremely young player, still got a lot to learn. And then Mr. Ever-Present, Mr. Mr. New York Giants himself, Sterling Shepard. I mean, he can still produce. So looking at that receiver room, we are stacked with weapons and with targets of Dan Jones to, to target this season. And then that's not to mention the person alongside Paris Campbell at Titan and Darren Waller. I mean, he himself is probably the biggest weapon and biggest target on that offense. Um, so to have those receivers there uh, that we have are a marked improvement on Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, and and the like. So, yeah, the receivers for me really stand out. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you've basically touched on what I was going to say as a, as a good bear, which is that that tight end position. I think Darren Waller gives us an absolute bona fide number one receiver, something that Daniel Jones hasn't had, something that we've all seen the chemistry between him and Jones throughout the uh, the off season. We saw it very briefly on that first drive uh, against Carolina, and. I just hope to God that we see it consistently through the season. Um, and as we've spoken about before, let's not rule out the fact that we've got Daniel Bellinger behind him as well. I think in two tight end sets, Bellinger is going to be a real difference making a real issue for um, offences because he's proven that he has safe. he's a safe pair of hands. And if you double-team Waller like uh, the Panthers did in that game, uh, Bellinger's quite easily going to, just take in some red zone targets and take them in for touchdowns. So there was a, a comment just there from Steve Holt, who agrees with Shane there. O-line's still weak for him. Matt Pert was awful the other night. If Thomas goes down, we are screwed. So how does Matt Pert make it? I mean, who else have we got, to be fair? But Yes. So um, when it comes to the offense, we also try to predict our own rosters. So now we know who made it. Let's have a look and see how close we were. So um, as you will see on the screen, the players marked in red are the ones that we did not hit on, and the players in green are the ones that did make it onto the roster. Uh, none of us predicted Beasley wouldn't make it, and he didn't. Um, both Craig and Kev thought that Corbin would have enough, but his lack of special teams contribution costed him. Uh, only Kev correctly predicted that Shane Lemieux would still be up there. Um, and we all said that Tyree Phillips would stick, but alas, he did not. Uh, we all agreed on quarterback, so at least we got one group right. That's always about the back. Um, props to Dan for being closest with only two incorrect there. So that is down with two incorrect, which were Tyree Phillips and Cole Beasley, uh, myself. And uh, I was next with three because I had Tyree Phillips, Cole Beasley and Deshaun Corbin. And then Shane and Kev both had four incorrect with Shane going for Chris Miarek and uh, sorry, Kev going with Chris Miarek and Shane going with Bryce Ford Wheaton, which let's be honest, it's a bit harsh to call you out on that, Shane, because I mean, he tore his ACL. So it wasn't like he really had a shot towards the end there. You happy with that, Dan? Are you? Yeah, just brushing those shoulders off. Yeah. <laughs> and if and if and if if Shane Lemieux didn't make it and and Tyler Phillips did, then I'd only got one wrong. But Shane Lemieux somehow made it by <laughs> luck more than judgment. I think. 
Go on then. Smash through the defence then. All right. Moving on to defence. So there have obviously been a couple of moves here on the team in the last couple of days. Uh, Isaiah Simmons and Boogie Basham. Let's Boogie. Uh, Simmons was acquired from the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for a 2024 seventh round pick. Drafted out of Clemson in 2020 and reunited now with defensive lineman and absolute stud, sexy Dexy Dexter Lawrence. Uh, he can play in multiple positions and has appeared in 50 games, recording an astounding 258 tackles, 11 quarterback hits, four interceptions, seven forced fumbles, and seven and a half sacks. I mean, that's a lot in three seasons, two seasons, three seasons, 258 tackles in three seasons. Damn. Um, Boogie Basham, previously with the Buffalo Bills, was a surprise addition on cut day, uh, hours before the 4pm deadline. With Big Blue needing edge rushing depth, we sent a sixth round selection in 2025 to the Bills in exchange for Boogie and a 2025 seventh round pick. He was originally drafted in the second round in 2021 out of Wake Forest and has appeared in 23 games, recording 37 tackles, eight quarterback hits, one interception and four and a half sacks. So both big defensive powerhouses that we desperately need. Two additions on defence. Shane, what were your initial thoughts on both of them when they were coming out of their respective schools? Yeah, I mean, so Isaiah Simmons, he was always going to be a lock for the, the first round pick. And I know at the time, a lot of Giants fans were absolutely raving about potentially drafting him over Andrew Thomas. Um, I mean, I think we can all look back on that right now and, and kind of be glad that we didn't because of the player that Andrew Thomas has turned into, especially over the last couple of years. Um, but we've, we've Isaiah Simmons, it's always going to be where is he going to project best to at the NFL? He had off-the-chart athleticism, like he, he had a great convoy. You know, that's never been the question about him. It's about where he fits best. Is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? Does he play slot best? Is he better as a rusher? And like, you know, it's great having them kind of versatile players, but you need to know how you're going to utilise them at this level. And I think, I don't I don't know if many teams did. I mean, I, I genuinely feel like when Arizona drafted him, it was a case of, we'll, we'll get him in and then we're going to decide what we want him to do rather than thinking, okay, before we take him, what do we want him to do? And that kind of just got to think in the wrong way around there. Um, in regards to Boogie Basham, I mean, oh, this guy's got loads of songs after, named after him. I mean, we can we can sing some of them if he gets a sack when we uh, we go over in November. Um, yeah, he was a second round pick. That was kind of where I had him. It was he, he was drafted in twenty twenty one, which was the year of the, the kind of a really poor um, edge class. In all honesty, um, it was the year that like um, what's his name, Gregory Rousseau was drafted. Jalen Phillips. It was kind of quitty pay. It was kind of the year where there was no elite edge kind of player. So I did have a second round grade on him. Um, again, it's going to be interesting to just see how, how we utilise him. I've obviously got a plan behind it. Um, but, you know, I mean, if we'd have drafted him back back in 2021, I, w- I wouldn't have had any issues with it. Um, you know, he probably his size was his, big, his biggest question. He probably just needed to, to, to uh, bulk down ever so slightly because he was a little bit heavy coming out, if I remember right. Um, 285 pounds, six foot five. So it's probably just a little bit too heavy to be a pure pass rusher. I don't know what he's weighing now. Um, but you know, it's, it's two two really good additions. And if I wouldn't have wanted Isaiah Simmons to be honest at the time, I, I was one of the ones that didn't really want him. Um, because I just didn't think he was worth that kind of top 10 top 10 pick. But you can't mind it either of the acquisitions. 
So you're uh, you're quite happy that we gave up a, a seventh rounder for him then? <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier on when I was driving. Like, imagine if someone had said to you, I like twelve months ago, or when Joel Shane come in or whatever. In the future, the Giants are going to acquire Boogie Basham, Darren Waller, and Isaiah Simmons, and the highest draft pick you're going to give up is a late third round pick. You'd have been like. I want want some what you're smoking or sniffing because yep. that, that ain't no way that's going to happen. Um, you know, you, you can't knock it. I mean, like, we've always had Simmons. You've got to, to me, he's been traded for a reason. So, but there's obviously been, he, he's not performed in Arizona. He's not been worthy of that top 10 pick that they invested in him. But for the sake of a seventh frame pick, it's literally like, uh, you know what, we'll see what happens. And if he doesn't work out, it's okay, thanks for your service, and see you later. If it does work out, then okay, you, you look at sort of negotiating him to keep him for the following year. Um, but I said to you guys straight away, I feel like he's come to the best place in the sense of what wink is going to dial up for him. Like that, that's the thing that gets me most excited. It's not the fact that we've got that player. It's the fact that you combine the player and the DC that's here, and it just makes you think, okay, what, what are they going to dial up with him? Yeah, and like you, you rightly said, Shane, they all, the Cardinals didn't really n- know what to do with him because you you look at the stats and you you look at where he's lined up on that defense and it's he's all over the place. So it's it's clear to to see that they didn't really know what to do with him. Um, whereas I guarantee Wink's got a plan for him. Hundred percent, Wink's got a plan for him. So I'm mega excited. To, I'm mega excited to uh, to see Simmons in in his defense. I think there's I think it's it's probably the same for both of them actually. If you think about Basham as well, he probably hasn't lived up to expectations, which is exactly why we've acquired him as well. Because I can only assume that the reason we've given up a pick for for, for Basham is because we just didn't want to see him go through waivers and he was likely to be cut by the Bills. Now, if there's one thing that Wink proved last year. It was, I can take a player who hasn't performed to his standard in Sexy Dexy, move him to the position he should have always been played at and watch him explode. And if he can turn Dexter Lawrence into a player who we thought, yeah, he's all right, into, okay, he's the arguably top three most dominant interior defensive lineman. Imagine what he can do with Simmons, who it looks like will end up playing linebacker, despite the fact, like you said, Dan, for the Cardinals, he played safety, he played a little bit of cornerback, he played uh, outside linebacker, and he played inside linebacker. So he really has played everywhere across that defence, apart from interior. So you would have thought Simmons is being looked at as a, as a fast linebacker, and you could kind of see little glimpses of that in the Jets game. I don't think he had many snaps in that game, but you know you, you could see it. And then with Basham, I can only assume that because Dable yesterday said, oh, Basham's going to join the um, outside linebacker group, so he'll be in there with with Kayvon and, and Aziz. I can only assume that they see him as being a big body, kind of very jihad ward kind of player where he's just going to, you know, ball rush people from from that outside line and, and make tackles, lives a living hell after they've just been dealing with Kayvon or Aziz. Yeah, man. I mean, with the with the defense bolstered, it's is it fair to say that it looks pretty strong on paper, Craig? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we bring up that that depth chart again for for the defense, I mean, this is night and day, night and day. 
I'd like to see what Shane's thoughts are on this, but I can't see this being below a top 10 defence in the league. I really can't. My only concern is when you look at those two outside cornerbacks and you see the R for rookie next to it. That's my only concern. You look at every other position. Adori at slot. Okay, he hasn't really played slot. That could backfire. Um, Pinnock at free safety. I mean, he's been fantastic. That four across the defensive front is just ridiculous. X, we really want to see X return to what he has been. Let's just say last season and the ATV incident kind of, let's just write that off. Um, McFadden's in there as secondary to Akarake, who's just going to improve this defence immensely. But I think McFadden's position will be very fluid. And I think you'll also see Simmons in there, Coughlin in there, maybe even Cam Brown. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to nail down that spot for a few weeks. But um, yeah, Shane, do you agree? Top 10? If those rookies are okay? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the biggest concern for me is the cornerback side. Let, let's say one of them's having a couple of games where they're struggling. I mean, you're then looking at... Let, 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 we'll just use Trey Hawkins as an example. Let's say Trey Hawkins is struggling. Uh, let's say Trey Hawkins is struggling. Adore is going to go outside. And then you're looking at Darnay or Cordell being in the slot. And neither of them have really kind of filled you with, with much confidence either in, in their time. Um, so that, that's kind of the, the biggest question for for me, uh, well, I'm hoping that front four. I mean, why? Let's, let's look, look at that front four: Aziz, Dex, Leo, and Kayvon. I mean, why can't they get 30, 35 sacks between them? You know, I mean, Kayvon and Aziz are easily capable of ten plus. You know, yep. you're, you're then looking for say ten to twelve between Dex and Leo, which. It's not, like it's not like the realms of possibility. If that, if that front four can stay fit, there's no reason why they can't get 30, 35-plus uh, sacks, in my opinion. Yeah, man. And then when Leo needs a break, you bring in Nacho. When Sexy Dex needs a break, you bring in Sean Robinson. I mean, that defence looks strong. But, yeah, those two rookies on the outside, I think, uh, potentially a weak point. But, you know, they've, they've both shown glimpses of their potential during camp. Um, and I, I want to say as well, Jason Pinnock, it, almost out of nowhere, he's sort of just come onto, the, come onto the scene and just he's made that position his own and, you know, he's looked outstanding during camp and during preseason. So, yeah, I think uh, the defence looks pretty damn strong. So, uh, now, um, our friends from uh, the Goofball podcast have given us a cracker. So, uh Craig, <laughs> can we just make it? Can we just make it um, clear that we're talking about Shane and the that's not, that's, not, that's Shane. not our Shane. That's not our Shane. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, so, Shane. Is there something not telling us? <laughs> no comments. But uh, I think no I think Shane, yeah. Shane's get, Shane's getting enough shade in the uh, comments tonight. Uh, Darren Cook, turn your phone off, Shane. <laughs> and then Steve, who thought it was his alarm going off at time for him to go to work. So, um... I, think, I think it was just Joe Shane asking I... some offensive line additions, and I just, I just, I got time for that. To, oh, okay. I'm not asking you to, <laughs> not asking you to wipe your phone, no. No. <laughs> sure, sure about that. 
<laughs> now, uh, we predicted defence. Obviously, none of us knew that Boogie would be joining, which threw a spanner in the works. Uh, however, we did all have Timon Fox and Darian Beavers making it, uh, but neither did. DJ Davidson snuck in, which none of us saw coming, and only Shane had Cam Brown staying, and only I had Bobby McCain making it. Uh, unsurprisingly, we all nailed the special team prediction. It was a three-way tie here as Shane, Kev and Craig all predicted 25 correctly and for me, 24. So I obviously know more about offence and defence, right? Uh, and Me and Craig got eight wrong overall, uh, whereas Shane and Kev got nine wrong, which shows really we're all on the same page a lot of the time. So yeah, our, uh, our defensive predictions there were, were pretty damn good, don't you think? Yeah, I mean... Um... Goofballs have said maybe 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 Shane does have those needs too. If Joe Shane comes on the show, um, then he may. I mean, it feels a bit harsh. I'd hope that if Joe Shane ever or if um, yeah yeah ever came onto the podcast, it'd be through merit. But um, there you go. Not because not because we're blackmailing. Not, not because of blackmail. Yeah. <laughs> Could be an awkward conversation if it ever happens one day. Just so you know, we've got to explain. <laughs> On through merit, and not because we've got naked photos of you. And the reason for this, I mean, it's conversation. Oh, I love it, <laughs> love it. All right, Shane, who's our uh, who who's our captains for the season? Half the team, by the looks on it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, team captains have been announced. Um, Twenty-two players received votes from their teammates. It was then narrowed down to the following ten players. So we've got Saquon Barkley, Graham Gano, Adore Jackson, Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, Xavier McKinney, Bobby Akereke, Andrew Thomas, Darren Waller and Leonard Williams. Um, I, I personally think it's a little bit too many in my opinion. 10 seems a little bit excessive in a roster of 53. Um, don't know what you guys think about that. It's a lot. I mean, I... I, I... Surely it should be sort of more like five, one like two for defense, two for offense, and one on special teams. Yeah, maybe. That, that, that's my line of thinking. Ten, ten just but, seems excessive. It, it's kind of like when, when like you know, at school and someone gives an incorrect answer, you don't really want to tell him it's incorrect. So you just go, oh, you know what? Everyone can have a gold star. Like <laughs> you have a captain badge. You have a captain badge. Yeah. You all have captain badges. Yeah, that old April Winfrey moment. Yeah. I mean, did the inclusion of Waller and Akerikic show just how well they've integrated into this group, Dan? Yeah, I think so. Um, the fact that they've been voted for, obviously, by their uh, fellow players, uh, fellow, you know, it, it goes to show that they're obviously, um, no, they're not going to all be trying out there for the coin toss, Steve. You'd hope that anyway. It goes, it obviously, it goes to show that they're 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 well thought of amongst the group and. And they're both leaders. Um, you know, Bobby Okereke is going to be that Mike linebacker. He's going, what you know, he's going to be in the middle of that field. He's a he's the conductor on the defense, really. Um, and Waller, I mean, what more can we say about Waller that we haven't already said? Um, he's come, he's overcome adversity, he's overcome addiction, um, and he's one of the top three Titans in the league. So, you know, I think they both they both earned that captain's uh, captain's patch. That's for sure. Yeah, I can see, you know, Waller's, Waller's been around the league for a while. Uh, he started off in, in Baltimore, obviously, he then uh, went over to the Raiders and um, is now with us. I think you can see by the 
teachings and just the group of players that are around him a lot of the time that he's kind of looked up to by a lot of the team. So it's no surprise. I don't think Akarake is a surprise per se, but he's not um, He's not what you would call a, a veteran veteran, is he? Uh, you know, he's still just outside of his, only just outside of his rookie deal now. Um, however, he is being trusted with the green dot. So I, I would kind of hope that somebody who's got that kind of responsibility would be a captain. Um, I do think there's there are too many though. I do th- I do think ten is a lot. Uh, there's probably a few on there. Like I understand Graham Gano. Special teams needs a captain. Quarterback, no brainer, absolutely no brainer. But it just seems like there's a lot on on defense. I mean, there's five, five, one, two, three, yeah, five. I don't think you need both decks and big cap to be captains. Like I get it, but they don't both need to do it. And you also don't need one at every single position, as it seems like there is on defense. So, yeah, I'm not overly keen on it either. But then again, what does it mean, really? It's just a glorified way of saying these these are players that are gonna are gonna hold the fort down, sort of thing. Which you'd kind of hope that you'd you'd see leadership from the entire team, regardless of whether they've got a C on their chest or not. I, I do wonder. It's not. I think Dan's on mute. Go on, Shane. Just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I, I do wonder. Like maybe say someone like Bobby Kerry could get in it. How much of it is like voted by his peers and what he's shown in training camp? But maybe also thinking back to that Indianapolis game last season where the coaching staff, our coaching staff got to see firsthand that's a player that doesn't quit or give up no matter how badly they're getting beaten. Because, you know, Kerry K was probably the only player on that Colts team that day to come out with any kind of credibility at all. Like he played good, hard football for the four, four quarters. Um, so I wonder how much of that might have just been kind of just, just in the mind of the, the coaching staff that, you know, yeah, he's been voted by his peers, he's produced in training camp, and let's not forget that, you know, when they were getting battered last year, he still performed. Yeah, I, I was uh, saying maybe it goes by how many stars they've got in their captain's patch. Because there's going to be a couple there with more than one star because they've been a captain for more than a year, but I don't know. Is that what that means? It's not just like it's not just like the golden stars that Shane was talking about earlier, where it's just handed out for incorrect answers. No, no. So if they got <laughs> if if you got if you've got one gold star, it means you're you're a first year captain. If you have got two, you're second year. You have got three, you're a third year. Anything four like four or more years, you have got four stars, and the, the C is gold as well. <laughs> I think breaking news. You've been named as a captain for the New York Giants, so we all been named as captains. We must be surely, you know. We're 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 the we're the UK contingent, so we can we can have a C on our chest as well. I wonder if Brian Dable's like, okay, these are our captains, so names all ten things, but don't forget, you're all captains. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's, yeah, maybe that sounds like something that Joe Judge would say, doesn't it? You're it all really captains. does. <laughs> don't forget, yeah. I love you all. <laughs> now do 20 laps yeah <laughs> drop, drop and give me 50 oh damn it um, we will be keeping a close eye on uh, any more roster news that are virtually guaranteed to be coming over the next few days 
Um, yes, like McDonald's employees, Steve. I think once you get to four stars, you're like, aren't you like a, a train? Like you can train other people or something. I don't know. I worked there for about a month when I was 16. Hey ho. Um, uh, we'll also be keeping an eye on uh, how the practice squad is uh, shaping up too. Obviously, we've got four teams, so we've got two spaces left. Um, but it can all change. Players can drop out. Players can come in. It's a revolving door. Uh, now, before we go, uh, earlier this week, we reached uh, 1,500 followers on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, which is a massive milestone for us. Uh, and we thought, what better way to celebrate than to announce that on Friday, September the 1st, your favourite and only UK-based Giants podcast will be launching a brand new line of merchandise that you can get your hands on. I say a brand new line. I mean, many brand new lines of merchandise that you can get your hands on. Uh, Producer Craig, give us some more details, mate, because we're mega excited. We are. So uh, you are right. We have, I think it's 11 different items going live on Friday. Uh, All of them have had a lot of research done on everything you can even imagine with merchandising. It's been a bit of an eye-opening experience for myself and Dan to try and get our head around things. Um, However, there will be T-shirts, there'll be long-sleeve T-shirts, there's a hoodie, there's some hats, there's some beanies, uh, there's colour variations, uh, and it's all got free shipping. And it ships to America europe and to the uk for free so we really really wanted to make sure that that was something that we could offer because nobody likes paying shipping fees nobody likes paying shipping fees so um we'll put some tweets out we'll put some details out it will be going through our etsy store which is where we've been selling the mug and coaster sets as well and there's still a few of those available if you're interested especially seeing as it's payday so Get involved. Keep an eye out on the Twitter. Keep an eye out on the TikTok, Dan. What? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, We're also now on TikTok. There's nothing. Nothing. Nothing says desperate like four thirty plus year olds <laughs> trying to deal with TikTok. <laughs> um, Mate, yeah, absolutely. If you if you've been keeping an eye on some of our socials, and especially if you're subscribed to the YouTube, and if you're not, do it now. Um, you will have seen that we put two shorts up this week, one uh, from Kev uh, talking about the Isaiah Simmons trade and one from myself speaking about Boogie Basham. Uh, those videos that we put onto YouTube shorts will also be going onto TikTok. So if you are on that, um, feel free to follow us. And um, yeah, look out for the merch store. Don't expect any of us to know what we're doing with TikTok, by the way. So uh... There will not be memes. there will not be tiktok dances no 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 i to this day still have never downloaded tiktok onto my phone or onto any other device um so yeah it's just why not it's the next sexy dixie off (laughs) is that that something is that something for tiktok outside metlife (laughs) you've planted the seed shane you planted the seed. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen at at the, at the tailgate on before the Patriots game. We're gonna have a sexy Dexy off. Oh, I like that. <laughs> the big men do it better. <laughs> uh, 
Goofballs, happy to have you guys on the pod with us if you want to collab. Absolutely, we'd love to have you guys on as well. So uh, speak to producer Craig and we'll, uh, we'll sort something out with that for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's massively massively exciting for us to be dropping merch. Um, it's been on our radar for a little while. Uh, we can't wait to see viewers and listeners wearing our logo and showing their support for, for both us and for the team. Um, you know, it's it's kind of surreal that we've got this in place now. So we're uh, we're mega excited and can't wait for you guys to buy it. So uh, get your money out. <laughs> uh, now, unfortunately, unfortunately, that is all we've got time for this week. Uh, but we will be back next week for our season predictions show and also previewing week one Sunday night football against the Dallas freaking Cowboys. Week one is around the corner. Get in. Uh, plus, if all four, if all pieces fall into place uh, we should have a bonus episode for you coming uh, this Saturday so keep your eyes peeled for that we're hoping everything does sort of fall into place quite nicely over the next few hours or so uh, anything to else anything else to add before we go guys um obviously like we mentioned already there's a the nothing weekend this weekend however like Dan says we do play Dallas Cowboys next weekend um 120 in the morning uh, early hours on Monday morning, Sunday night into Monday morning. We are also going to be meeting up in person at Felsons in Birmingham as part of the uh, 410 Yards guys. They're um, putting a, a bit of a, an event on, a bit of a show on, uh, and all being well. Players will be staying open for the the Giants Cowboys game. If it doesn't, there are contingencies in place. I understand um, to watch it elsewhere, but the three of us that are on there 100% going to be there. So if you're not too far from Birmingham. Birmingham is quite central to, to a, lot, a lot of the kind of UK, England. Um, so, you know, if you're kind of 45 minutes an hour away, come on down, come and, come and watch it with us. Um, all three of us will be there. If you're unsure, just drop us a DM, even if you're attending on your own and you're a little bit unsure, you know, honestly, just please do attend. Um, and then the other meetup we've got planned is going to be in October. Uh, and that's going to be on Sunday, the 22nd, when the Giants play the Commanders. And we're going to be meeting up at the Marley Bowl Sports and Grill. Um, I don't know about the other guys, but I'm down there for the night. I've already booked my hotel. So I'm staying in the Travel Lodge, which is literally, even I could throw an NFL ball at the hotel. It's that close to, to the Marley <laughs> Bowl place. Um, so, you know, you know, if you can join us for one of them, brilliant. Please do. If you can join us for both, that'd be even better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, buddy. Just to kind of uh, follow on from what, what Shane was saying about week one for the full 10 yards, the contingency plan in place is to potentially go up to a casino. So if you are coming, please, please, please bring your ID. You won't get into a casino without an ID, regardless of whether you look 18 or 80. They really do not care. You have to have ID to go into a casino. So please make sure that you do bring that. Also, tickets for that are on the full 10 yards website and they are free. So you need a ticket to get in, but it's free entry. And you can also buy uh, a few deals that come bundled with drinks, kegs, buckets, all kinds of things. Um, and yeah, that's it from me. I'm just looking forward to giving some predictions next week. Love predictions. Like, we, are we going to oh, yeah. go for like, are we going to have an outlandish prediction in there as well each? Yeah. Yeah. We'll do yeah. something crazy. Yeah, definitely. Mate, I love predictions. 
season predictions, and obviously we'll do a week one prediction as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, looking forward to that. Big time. Looking forward to that. Already, yeah, free tickets. Get on down to Felsons in Birmingham next weekend. You won't regret it. Obviously, it's it's a week one launch party. It's good. All get all games are going to be on there. Um, not just we're not obviously we're going there because we want to celebrate the the season starting. Um, and obviously we want to watch the Giants game together. But you know, all games are going to be shown in Felsons on on Sunday next week. So get get on down there. You've got no excuse. You know, you don't have to spend any money on a ticket. It's completely free. Come down, enjoy the show, enjoy the party, and come and have a few drinks with us. Uh, remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the bell to get the latest updates and notifications. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and also TikTok as well. Thanks, Keith. Um, and also TikTok. TikTok. Um, just search for Big Blue UK in Ireland, and you can get in touch with us via uh, socials or via email bigblueukirl at gmail.com thanks Steve as well uh, we are also part of the Full 10 Yards network as we've already said uh, check out the site full10yards.co.uk forward slash giants and lastly we are all part of the New York Giants Fans UK group give them a follow too they're on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and threads and I believe there's a Discord channel as well which might be going live very very soon uh my thanks as ever go to Shane and to producer Craig for joining me and to you, the viewers and listeners for tuning in. We are signing off until next time. <laughs>